to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Third Monkey and the Ark, Illusions of the Privileged and the Doom of Fools. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And my voice is coming back slowly, but we're getting there tonight. We are on, what is it tonight? We are Thursday, or actually right, or Wednesday, Thursday night of the 7th. I'm losing track of time. 7th December in the year 2023. There's a lot of things, obviously, shaking up around the world. The World Economic Forum is literally on its very basis in the direction we're going, trying to destroy every underpinning of humanity, changing it in a way that will never be the same again, so much so in the destroying from the family up to the form of government that we will never find our way back. Along with it come a whole range of fools, people that are wealthy, privileged, who have never had to have any concern for their well-being in their life, along with the dependencies of those that have come accustomed to the government providing everything from being able to wipe their backside to providing food on their table through welfare and other social programs. This is a crisis in which we live, in which these people truly believe they are entitled. On top of it, this government ours of ours, a tyr- tyrannical government that has betrayed every aspect of our Constitution, has betrayed every aspect of the Declaration of Independence, that is working willfully against the will of the people, is bringing in mass amounts of migration as a replacement strategy to put in place those that expect that they will be entitled and given everything they need for free. This is how you destroy the free will of a, of a nation, destroy the people who believe in hard work and, de- and developing what they need on their own, and how you replace them with people that are worthlessly w- willing to accept the willful handout of a government and do nothing except receive and in the, the entitled intent to live in a country that will give away everything that it was built upon. Our founding fathers would be turning in their graves right now. And unfortunately, we have a mass amount of Americans that are helping them do it because Americans have now sold out too often to the, to the world of privileged. We are a decadent society, a society that believes that we are deserving and, we're, and we are entitled to get things, things like new electric cars, things like new houses, things like new clothes. Anytime we want using a credit card or any of our leveraged currency, which is in its value absolutely worth nothing. Always think that somehow because we're American, we're the greatest, we're the best, and we deserve everything. All the while, while our government wages an international war on people to destroy cultures, destroy children, to use our good men and women as a tool of banksters and and criminal elites to extol a power across the world that leverages everybody into a debt hegemony built around a dollar that is worth literally nothing. This is Babylon at its worst, and our government is the center of hell by which this world suffers. And now we are beginning to pay the price and feel when the bell tolls. This is an hour in which we have to decide whom we are and whom we serve. And truly, patriots, this is not a game. The hours are ticking down. The world is waking up and looking to America and asking us, what happened to you? Where are you? Where is that heart of freedom and liberty that we are so needing in this world? 
Why are you falling? Why are you still in illusions? Why are you listening to your media? Why are you not realizing what is happening to you? And over and over and over we fall. It is going to take a handful of people that truly have the fire and the will of the true patriot of America. It is going to take the people that realize that we have to go back in order to go forward. It is going to take those that have the will to step in and say enough is enough. And it's time for us to realize that a crisis is coming. And to quote Colonel Pete Chambers, who you will hear later in the show, you don't want to be the third monkey on the ark. Because if you are, you're going to be left behind. And there's nothing we're going to do or care that you are. Because you didn't get on board when we needed you. So, to all of those border agents that are sitting down at the border, obeying orders, allowing these illegals to come in, to all the DHS employees that are willfully sitting at their desk dreaming of some nirvana that somehow illegals have a right to be here. For every member in the service that is willfully complying to orders to take the vax, to deploy in wars you have nothing to do with, it's time for you to decide whom you serve. Every one of these people in the government offices serves the people, not a government. And it is time for us to start realizing that there is going to come a cost for those to decide to turn against the will of the people. The will of the people is not defined by a minority which calls itself woke. That's a minority that is exploited and built up in bigger numbers than it actually is. They do that by adding bots on social media, by creating fake accounts, by creating a news services run by the, by the intelligence agency. The Operation Mockingbird on steroids, by which every single aspect of media and news is controlled, and it is spit out in terms of narratives to make you believe the opposition voice is bigger than it actually is. And unfortunately, we see the effects. We see parents become so mentally retarded that they will bring their children to the altar of ball and have them genitally mutilated. We see people still willfully thinking that it's okay to have abortion when no other species on this planet would ever think of aborting its child or its baby or its gift of life that it carries within its womb. But we do. We are in a place where families have become dictated by our numbers. Where we truly believe that having small families is good because we get to preserve more wealth for ourselves and have more free time as parents. And the family of now looks at how, many, how quickly they can get their children out of the house into somebody else's care so that their lives don't have to be interrupted. My goodness, isn't it more important is it to have your social groups to meet with lattes once a week and get your vanilla spin while your child is at daycare so that you don't have to deal with the little brat that God gave you? This is the world in which we now live, and it's a horrific concept of where life has become. And truly, truly, it is time for us as Americans, the core of America that still understands the value of what we're fighting for, to stand up and be vocal. We are dealing in such a perverted world right now. It is upside down, and it is being, it's a war that's being waged strategically on people that have been so disconnected from the land and the purpose by which we live. The World Economic Forum is not a joke. By any other name, it should be called the Nazi World Order, which I believe is actually its true name, hidden in plain sight by the NWO. And it's a place where they are trying to show you how Wonderful this new future is by pointing to you how bad things really are. What's bad about this new world? Well, it's the place of those rural people, those people that don't live in the cities, those people that don't go to Starbucks to get their vanilla latte and skinny and skinny whatever it is, twist. 
These are the people in the rural areas that are they're white supremacists. They hate people. They're racists. They're Trump supporters. They believe in guns. My goodness. They're a danger to society. So we must round them up. We must suppress them. We must attack them. And unbelievably, they believe in God. They are the, they are the people that truly believe that the book called the Bible is true. And they stand by it. And we must persecute them because they don't understand the way of the world. And the, and the masses raise their hand in unison and the drones walk on the city streets and they say, Amen. Please give us more of that, Wef, because we're afraid of them. We're afraid of those that might bring God into our schools again. We're afraid of those that will tell us that our children shouldn't have their, genders, their genitals mutilated. We're afraid of those that will tell us that we can't give hormone blockers to our kids and destroy them. We're afraid of those that are telling us that the, the African males that are racing across the border, all violent in nature, that like to rape women and use machetes for threat, we're afraid of them that will tell us that these people are actually bad. We're afraid of them that will tell us that the illegals coming across the border shouldn't be here. And we're afraid that they might tell us that we can't have the homeless on the street so that we can go down and have our Chianti on white tablecloths three blocks away and feel good that we're getting to know them. But don't interrupt my lifestyle, please, says the liberal class. Don't interrupt it. Don't allow me to be inconvenienced because I don't like shopping in Walmart. That's for those low-class people, but I still need to have my Target. I still need to have my Dayton's. I still need to have all of my, my places like Whole Foods so I can make myself feel good that I'm doing something good for the environment because I'm saving the environment by recycling and by eating green and not eating meat. Because my goodness, we all know how dangerous cows are because they become the new global threat to all that we are. This is America today. And that same group of people, they're the first to line up and say, well, please, we must save Israel. Let's send our troops forward. And we must save Ukraine. Let's send our troops forward. For those people that signed up for the military, that's what they did that for, to sacrifice their lives for my convenience. That's why they're in uniform, so that I can make sure that when I order something online and I want to get a new piece of furniture or I want to get Amazon to deliver my prime on Sunday or I want to be able to shop seven days a week and not be inconvenienced, that when I want to go down and I want to sit and have a coffee roasted just so perfectly and sit on the sidewalk and eat a pastry, I want to know that my military is shedding its blood across the world so I can preserve this lifestyle. And don't ask me to serve this nation because I will do that only by virtue of vote because that's what my purpose is. But everything else is about me. It's me. And kids, no, not kids, but I will have a yappy dog and I will take it everywhere I go. I want to be able to fly with it. And if I eat so much, my butt's the size of five people. I want to be able to have two seats for the price of one. And don't call me fat. I'm a new beauty, whatever you do. And if I'm a man and I want to become a woman, don't call me ugly and don't call me a man because I, I want you to see that my fake breasts and my fake makeup and my male nose with lipstick, it makes me a woman, even though I can't have kids. These is, this is the world of today. This is what we have become. And this is a America that the world is looking at and shaking their head and saying, what happened? What happened? We're so bad in our military right now that they're encouraging special forces people to get their gender flipped. 
I'm sure that's going to work out well. Do you realize that for every transgender in the military, they have to create a supply chain logistics model that is off the chain? One soldier downrange, one soldier downrange in a combat zone that it require, has to have their perpetual hormones. Otherwise, they become emotionally and mentally unstable. That means if they can't, in the middle of a firefight, in the middle of the worst challenging moments of a, of a war, if they can't get their hormone, their hormone booster, that soldier can become an active shooter and kill his fellow soldiers because they will become so emotionally unraveled. But that's okay. We will make sure and we will stock piles of hormones in the back area. We will fly them in by C-130s. We will drop them in parachute drops. We will even drop them in forward operating bases to make sure that you can have your hormone and act like being a woman even though you're a man or act like being a man even though you're a woman so that you can be a combat effective downrange. Forget the bullets. Get the hormones to them. Most important thing. This is the lunacy of our world. And we're sitting by and watching this craziness of what's happening here. This is what has happened to our military, to our government, to everything. It is complete satanic inversion. And as a public, we sit back and we go, I don't like this. This isn't good. Well, probably true. Probably isn't too good. It's called how you destroy a country from within. In the meantime, we have rich elites that have their heads buried so far up their wallet they really think that they're immune to these problems. They live in their, their, their icy little castles, and they believe that everyone else will solve the problem for them. And the higher up the food chain you go, they hire these elite special operators to be their security. And this is a problem for me, one of many. I'm going to speak to a lot of groups tonight because I know some people that are doing the real work, that are down on the ground every day, every single day trying to raise their families, trying to every single day trying to save this nation, not getting any resources, standing and holding the line, standing in the gap, li listening to God, praying to God, listening to the Holy Spirit, saying this is what we have to do, and God says yes. And then you have this mass of fools out here that think they're going to get on board the ark. Yeah, those. Two by two, they walked on board, and they partied down below as Moses loaded the ark, and then the door shut. And then they suddenly realized the rains began. And you could hear them scream as the rains came up. And they began to beat on the side of the ark to say, let us in. And the answer was no. You will remain and you will drown. So for every person out here who thinks you're in a good, safe position because you're following orders that are against the Constitution, for every single person out here, that thinks you're in a good position because you're just doing a job to make good money for your family, but you don't care or even consider the impact of your job towards the Constitution and the betterment of this country, we're long past the point now of being able to walk the two lines. This is a point of atonement that we're arriving into, and it's a point of accountability. Every pendulum swings, and right now, what you're seeing on a global level is that the WEF is throwing everything it can at this fight. They have everything unleashed. They're trying to buy up farmland. They're trying to force you to eat certain foods. They're trying to roll another vax around. They're trying to do everything. And everything they do just isn't sticking like it used to anymore. Because enough people are waking up. Enough people are saying, enough is enough. And as they do, and that slow percolation of reality starts to set in, and we realize how badly we've been scammed, 
There's not going to be a peace in people's heart until every one of these people that instrumented this war upon the children upon this nation has their head on a spike and lines every street in every capital in every state of this union. And it will happen because we've drawn the line and we're there. This isn't a game and it needs to be understood that you cannot have any sort of concern in your heart for what justice has to look like. We will always follow God. We will always listen to his hand. But we also know that God is a God of wrath and he will bring a mighty sword and we will be right there with him. If you're on the border and you're one of those that has been complying with the rules to allow these illegals in, we keep speaking this truth. And the truth is this, your clock is running out. You can play whatever game you want. You can think you're doing the right thing because you're protecting your pension. You can try to turn your back on the real problem. But that clock is ticking and things are going to explode. And at the end of the day, if you think that the Americans are going to blame the illegals, you're wrong. And if you think they're going to go to the politicians first, you're wrong. The first people we will look at, the first people we will target and hold accountable will be those on the front line of defense that failed to do their job, not because your boss told you to do different, because you swore an oath to the Constitution and you failed. Not only did you fail, you willfully walked away from it turned your back on it and stabbed the nation in its back and left the women and the children and the families vulnerable because you failed to do your job. You're so afraid to stand up and be an American, so afraid to stand up and be a patriot, so afraid that it might cost you a ding on your, on your monthly survey or your quarterly survey for promotion, that you have literally turned your back on the principles of a nation that's in crisis in a critical hour on the front line of defense. And that's every one of you border agents that are playing this game. Everyone. For those people out here playing around in government offices, tucked away in cubicles, thinking that you can make policy, smirk and pat yourself on the back because you think you're elite sitting in the cesspool of our, of our capital. Thinking that you can cut deals with the lobbyists and do whatever you need to do to make a betterment for yourself, your family, your friends, your belief system, your ideological foolishness. Things are going to explode. And when you look for somebody to help you, don't scream when you get raped. Don't scream when your family gets raided and murdered. Don't come crying when the machete comes out and the black man that came from Africa who's telling you he's there just because he wants to have a new life comes in and murders your family before you and laughs. They hate white people. These men are coming. And if you consider that racist, then you have no idea what you're dealing with right now. These are some of the most ardent criminals ever to come across this border. And they are flooding into our country. And they are not people. I will welcome every hardworking African in this world that will come here and wants to be part of this. But this is not what you're getting. You're getting the cesspool of hell coming across this border. And these people know exactly why they are here. They are here to bring terror to our communities. They are here to damage our lives. They are here to rape women, to bring a cross-racial cross invasion into this country by force. And if you deny that, just watch what happened in Europe. This is a war upon war. And right now, too many people are sitting complacent on the side that could be doing something. Good Americans out here trying to earn a daily living, trying to stay active, get the message out, keep their faith in God, working hard every day. God bless you all. But the fact of the matter is, 
that the ones that are on the front line that are hired by taxpayer dollars who were said, we need you to defend this country, you are failing every day. Because of why? Because you can't choose or discern between a pension, a salary, and the duty that you swore to and gave an oath to the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, all rooted in God's word and moral law. It is abominable. It's an abomination of what we've seen in our government. We have Congress spending hours giving you all sorts of platforms and talk about things, about how we need to fix the border, or there is a border problem, and now they're advocating for things like having illegal aliens get a fast track to citizenship if they'll serve the military because recruitment numbers are down. Recruitment numbers are down because the Department of Defense coordinated and took a buy-off with the pharmaceutical companies for the purpose of issuing a death shot, which had the sole intent of depopulating the world. And this came from the United States, not from anywhere else. They worked in their labs for years to develop a bioweapon and a bioweapon system that would include a most in, insidious psycho, psychological warfare campaign against the public to make them believe in a fear that they would willfully roll up their sleeves and take the death shot upon their veins. And that was funded by the Department of Defense. It was funded by the bowels of the military industrial complex. It has its roots in the super soldier project. It has its ties to the CIA. It has its ties to elements within NSA. It has its ties into, into agencies you don't even know. Secret labs, corporate labs, things that are working on ways to kill people by genetics. Yeah, they all came from us. And we love to blame everybody else. Yeah, that's right. And so here we are in such a time as this that we literally have a military leadership that was supposed to do their job, that willfully deployed an injection into soldiers that have been destroying soldiers on a daily basis. Myocarditis, psychological problems, blindness, AIDS, the list goes on. And our front line of defense has been weakened. And these soldiers who have been put in the unbelievable crucible to be able to be told that either you take it or you'll be, you'll be discharged in violation of your oath. They are not given much choice. And so the leverage of power was given because they understood that when soldiers signed away their life to support this country, they gained total control over their body. And they turned them into a walking zombie experiment. And they did so with the pride and privilege of knowing that every one of these contractors that delivered that vax got paid well. And their stock prices went up and Wall Street traded it. This is an entire system now built on the blood of innocence and the blood of men and women that literally have sacrificed their lives, not because they're in war, because they put on a uniform to protect and defend and never even went to war. They were ambushed. The sickness of our government is beyond the pale. You cannot measure this level of deceit in normal terms. You cannot measure this level of evil in normal terms. And the only answer to this is truly a one-way ticket to the lake of fire and may you roast slowly in hell. The wrath of God must be, must be something we understand and appreciate. And God does not want weak people. If you are sitting here praying on the side saying, oh, please, Jesus, take me away. Please just get out of my way. 
because I don't walk with that Jesus. I walk with the Jesus who was so bold he could walk into the Pharisees and he could call them out by name and stand there boldly as the son of God and know that no matter what befell him, he was still going to speak truth. I walk with the Jesus that when they turned against him and all the people were called to spit on him and throw things at him as he was flailed to the flesh, he still carried his cross and he never bowed. That's the Jesus I walk with. And if you are someone who believes that you have God in your heart and somehow you're doing a righteous thing by avoiding the truth and by walking in the orders that are given that are orders of men and not based on the Constitution that were directives and rights given to us by God, don't fool yourself because you're not following Jesus. You're following your weakness of your heart. And you definitely can get, take, hand back your American card because you're no longer part of us. We need heroes. And heroes aren't made with glorious action. Heroes are made with the power of what's in their heart. Heroes are made with the people that stand boldly for truth and speak that truth no matter what the cost is. And what I know is that there are enough of us out here and we will not compromise on truth. We will not compromise on this game. And we will not compromise on allowing these people to continue to ravage this country that is ours and to steward that with God. This is the same country that in the Civil War, they brought in the Irish and they handed the Irish the same issue. They said, you can become an American citizen immediately as long as you go fight in the Civil War. And they took the men and they sent, sent them to the battlefront and they took the women right off the boat and they sent them into the hovels of New York City with the promise of somehow getting citizenship when many of them came home in, in caskets. This is the same country that is seeing the recycling of the same type of warfare that happened in the revolution. When the British deployed 10,000 soldiers to, to Boston, they had one soldier for every two people in the city. And that wasn't enough. So they needed to bring in something that was a little more terrorizing, they would say. They brought in the Hess Hessians, the Germans. They were German mercenaries who were, designed, were assigned specifically to go to the villagers and the colonists and burn their crops and hang their people and rape their women. That was what the tactic was. They're doing it again. Only this time they call it illegals. And they say that they're here to seek asylum. They're here to seek a better life. They're here to destroy us, to replace us, to rape us as a nation and to leave us so deeply scarred and to leave us so shattered that we can't overcome. Thing is, I don't believe that. I don't believe that we can't overcome. Let's listen to Doc B. Chambers. Hey, this is Doc here. That was crazy, two messages in one day. But uh, today somebody tried to shut us down, verbally, uh, wealthy, a uh, wealthy person that uh, feels that she needs to uh, point out how that what we're doing is not going to do anything on this border. Well, it's okay. Because I served in a place, and I have family who are involved in, a little place called San Juan Hill. And uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, led that charge 
And he once said that it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes out short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive? The doer of deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, their great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that this his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So, sister, I'm going to make sure this message gets to you, and I want you to know that all the money you have and all the advice you have is not going to help you when you're the third monkey trying to get on the ark. Although I'll still probably help you. But God bless your weak little heart. God bless your weak little heart is right. And we have a whole nation of them. Patriots, this is no time anymore to give give quarter. People now need to be called out for the lies in which they live and the hypocrisies in which they walk. As I spoke last night, and I will speak it many times more, we have a way of going forward. Our country was built on a belief in Jesus, a, a Christian belief, not Judeo-Christian, Christian beliefs. Our country was built in a way that you either look at the Bible, you hold it, and you say it is all true, or you say it's not. Our founding fathers didn't waffle between the question of what we were trying to do here. They saw this as the New Jerusalem. They didn't worry about an Israel that was bought by Rothschild's money and ripped away from the Middle East to create a hot spot so they would have a perpetual war. That wasn't even in the radar at that point in time. They didn't look to build a country that would be constantly exporting war. They looked to build a country that was solid, highly defensible. They would have a strong people-based military. They would do whatever it could to prevent from anybody taking it away from us because they saw this country as blessed. And a war was waged against them and against this nation. It came from the crown. It came from the Catholic Church. It came from Rome. It came from the Jesuits. It came from the secret Masons, the Mason, the Masonic Order. And they did all of this in their secret societies in their various ways to undermine every single thing that our founding fathers wrote and put in documents. Why? Because no nation in their eyes should ever have the power of we the people given to them. And no people should ever be given the authority to rule themselves with the authority given to them by their creator, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so they waged a war from day one. And they did everything they could to twist and turn our histories, to turn us against each other. They infused a civil war. And they created it. They did everything they could to burst the bubble. They assassinated Lincoln. They moved forward with their robber barons to steal up industry. And they did everything they could to pillage and destroy any evidence of previous societies. Any technologies that came up that was going to make society better, they stole and pulled away. 
They then forced their own technologies onto people. They ruptured an entire economy brutally in the Depression. They forced us into war after war. We went from World War I to World War II. Why? For the sole purpose of destroying and slaughtering the next generation of free men. And they continued. They stuck us in Korea. They stuck us in Vietnam. And our politicians went along with it. And when we had John F. Kennedy stand up and say, we're going to get out of Vietnam, we're going to pivot back to a, a, a silver-based currency, they blew his head off. And they didn't do it from outside. They did it from within. Thank you, George W. Bush. And when the country continued to move forward and started to have hope, and they put in another man, Nixon, they did everything they could to frame him. And then they moved him. They moved us off of the gold standard. And they put us onto a petrodollar, so it would be worth nothing as a dollar, and yet it would be a leveraged currency that they could extol debt after debt after debt upon nations to enslave the world using us as the vehicle to do it. And then we had more wars. And when they got to a place and they said, my goodness, we have to, we have to start changing things radically because George Bush Jr. had already made the New World Order speech in his second term. What followed that was 9-11, the biggest scam to date. Using Mossad and every other intelligence agencies using nanothermite, they lined the walls of that building and they blew it to pieces. They killed thousands. And why? Well, there's always the terror piece, so they knew people would do what they would do to hand away all their rights to the Patriot Act, but then there's the upside, because the guy who bought the buildings knew that they were going to be condemned in five years, and he made a royal boon off of the insurance claim. By a terrorist act that took down his building. Terrorists that didn't exist. They were manufactured by the CIA. And so we waged a war in the Middle East. All part of Dick Cheney's plan to take over multiple countries and turn them into U.S. client states. And as we waged that war in the Middle East, we infused hatred in a religious war that we could never claim it to be a religious war. And we infused hatred across that region for us so that we would have, again, perpetual war. And we hunted caves and we hunted mountainsides for these elusive terrorists that at the end of the day, oh, there were some bad people there, don't get me wrong. They were there to cause problems. And they were there to have a fight. But then there was the other side of that war, that war where people literally were just trying to survive and try to defend off that which was being taken away from them. They didn't see us as friendly. They saw us as invaders. Ask yourself, what would you do? And the rewards of those wars, whether it was Iraq or Afghanistan, we spent billions, billions, and put ourselves deeper in debt. And we, we sacrificed thousands of American lives again. But worse this time, it wasn't just that they were dead. Many of them were so maimed and wounded that they'll never be the same. And we infused a fear and a hatred within our ranks, a hatred against Islam that has only made Islam hate us worse and this whole orchestration of fight became so deep and rifted that their goal was to create a blood rift that we would never, ever get out of. And now, in the culmination of all of this, their greatest gift that they gave us back for everything we've done is they launched a war against the society using COVID-Con and an injection that would not only destroy and maim our military from within, but would leave millions of Americans de destroyed by the same shot. And then there's that attrition rate. Because what did they have to do most of all? What was most so pressing about the time of COVID-Con? It was Social Security. You see, Social Security was supposed to go bankrupt in 2027. 
But now it's not going to go bankrupt till 2035. Why is that? Because they killed them off. They all just magically died. And in the process of using COVID con in the shot, they rolled out 5G, all part of this global network of surveillance state. And, the, and people raced out and they said, great, we've got 5G, we've got faster data. Give me a new phone, please. Let me spend another $1,500 for Apple so I can buy a new appliance that will have high-speed internet and give them the access to everything in my life. Let them have more data. Let's elevate to quantum. Let's go faster and f further so that I am stripped of any privacy, so that I can live in a, in a digital state where you know everything about me, where I don't have to drive anymore. I don't have to write anymore. I don't have to do anything anymore. I can speak to my phone, and it will deliver things to my door. I never have to pick up a pen again and be inconvenienced with learning how to write on paper. I don't even have to worry about reading a book because it will be spoken to me. And in the process... What was one of the greatest nations in the history of the world got turned out to be one of the dumbest and most retarded places on the planet because we couldn't avoid the greed and consumption of convenience to make our lives easier and to believe that it was our deserved right because we were privileged with the mightiness of being a free society. We bit the lie. And now the question is, who's going to get on that ark? Because if you aren't raising food, if you aren't learning to how to husband animals, if you aren't getting back to basic skills, if you aren't putting God back in your life, if you aren't living by scripture and turning this country back to where it intended by our founding fathers, if you don't understand how to turn plowshares into swords, if you don't understand what it is to defend a nation, you're going to be that third monkey. And I got news for you. Us that are on the ark aren't going to care. Oh, sure, we'll have some help for you in our compassion because we do walk in Jesus and we will do something. But in the end of the day, you better know how to tie your boots and you better know how to pick yourself up because if you don't, you're just going to wither and die because we don't have time for you because you made this problem. You went along with this problem. You walked this problem. You fed this problem. And worse, you pointed at us at being the fools. We'll love you. We'll pray for you. We really will. But this world that we're going into, this isn't a world where you get to be privileged. It isn't a world where the state gets to hand you an EBT card and you get to go out and buy your groceries and then complain because they didn't put enough free money on the card. This is a world that's going to get raw and harsh. Where all those people that have been flooding in have been expecting free stuff, it's going to be cut away. And then they're going to turn on those that have earned it. And those that have earned it that are not equipped, you're going to have to face the worst of your life. Because that which you supported, those illegals that you came in and said, we want them in our city, but I won't, don't want them in my backyard, they're going to take your home. They're going to take your lives. They're going to take everything that you work for, and they're going to turn you into something that you don't even want to be. And you know what's even worse? Is that government that you sat there and lapped up to and said, good idea, they're going to turn on you and say, give up your home, because they're more deserving than you. And you're going to wait and you're going to pine and you're going to say, please help me send the military. And the military is broken. Most of them will be dead. And those that are smart enough to get out and are reassembling that will build its own government and build its own military, we're not there to save you right now. It's going to be a long time before we get there. We are going to be moving into a place where we have to rebuild this nation from ground up. And if we don't do that, we will have nothing to give. 
because we're not worried about you who gave it all away, who spent your riches on this earth. We're trying now to rebuild this place. We are worried about those that are putting their riches in heaven so that they have a future for their children and the children yet unborn. For those in the clinics that are thinking that you can continue to abort babies and do your thing, you'll be one of the first to be removed. And trust me, for every doctor that's put their hand inside of a woman's womb to strip a child from, from birth to kill it, I will gladly see your head on a spike with a sign that says, don't ever do this again, for this is what you deserve for taking the birth of a child of God. And for every teacher out here that thinks you're doing the right thing to screw up a child's mind, to tell them to be a transgender, to confuse their, their, their gender principles, to make them exposed to sexual issues that think you're doing it right, judgment hand will fall. And at the very least, I hope to see you breaking big rocks to small rocks for the rest of your life with calluses so thick that you'll forget what it was to be a teacher and just wonder how you're going to make it through the next day and a bowl of soup and a piece of bread. You see, this is judgment, and that time is here. And it's judgment that we have to start putting upon this nation to have them realize that we are not playing anymore. This is a time now that we either take the stand and take the stand strong as the people, or they will take everything that we've thought and we had and steal it from us forever. And they will smile and laugh all the way as they rape, pillage, and destroy. But that's the devil's hand, and I say no more. So patriots, you need to dig into the word. This Bible needs to be your field manual for war because that is what it is. You believe it all or don't bother. From front to back, it's there. We have deliverance. We have prayer war warfare. We have all the tools to wage war in the spiritual realms. And we have all the tools to reach God, to listen to him, speak to us, to tell us when to raise our hand to the sword of steel. And we will obey him and we will follow him and we will do so dutifully and without wincing and without hesitating. And where God says for us to go, we shall go. And where God says to raise a sword, we shall raise a sword. And where God says to smote a man, we shall smote him. And where God says to love, we will love him more than ever. But this is war. And this is the survival of humanity. And we are at the center of that fight. So don't be the third monkey. Get on the ark. Grab the book. Dig into the word. And prepare. Because war is here. The drums are beating. And the enemy's coming in. And they now need to know the true sense of fear. Not fear but what they will bring to us, but fear of the one thing, the true God, the one God, the God of hosts. For his children are awake and they are here. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you today humbled. We come to you empowered. We come to you here blessed to sit here with the word before us, holding the book of life, the field manual of war which you've given us. Father, forgive us for the hesitations which we have had, the moments where you have held back and questioned whether we truly are what we say we are. For this is the hour of awakening, an hour of coming to the realization that we are truly the children of the Most High, that our calling is now, this hour is now, and regardless of where we stand, it is us that now must step into the gap and defend what is before us. We must defend the children and the innocent. We must speak out boldly the truths of Scripture. We must raise the dead. We must deliver people from the corruptions of evil and, and, and demonic. We must heal the sick and the wounded. And we must stand in the gap against this evil to prevent it from moving anymore. So Father, guide our hand. Empower our walk. Lead our step. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And with this mighty hour, Father, let us 
make you proud as your children of the Most High. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Patriots, the time is real. The fight is real. The war is real. Stay focused. Every day you get up, it's a discipline of war. Don't be the third monkey. Get on that ark. Get ready. And get ready to fight. We wage war every day in the spiritual realm. And we never stop. And we prepare the battle for the time to come when that war may spill over into the flesh. But we will take the high ground of the spiritual realm. And we do so together where two or three are gathered, where iron sharpens iron, and where the principalities beyond our reach begin to tremble because we are awakening to who we are. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>